Welcome to The Brave Table. I'm your host, Dr. Neetha Bhushan, and this is your oasis for strengthening your mental and emotional fitness, no matter what life tosses your way. I am so excited you're here. Just like you, I wear many hats. I'm a former dentist turned author and serial entrepreneur, currently a mom of two, and a recovering perfectionist. Every week, we'll navigate brave conversations to support your evolution at every season and stage of your life. Raw and unfiltered, we'll explore all the feels as we unpack life's unpredictable moments, from the playful to the painful, the magical and the messy, and everything in between this epic human experience. You ready? Let's dive in. Are you one that is in the season of transition, maybe preparing for motherhood? Well, welcome to The Brave Table. I'm your host, Dr. Nita, and today we are talking about redefining the modern family and the transitions before motherhood. And this is a really interesting topic because normally we would be having this conversation when you are maybe expecting. But I now know that in a lot of our circles and what's coming up is this idea of preparation. And preparation, if you are thinking about becoming a mother or thinking about the journey of motherhood, or maybe you are thinking about how to prioritize your business dreams and goals while also making room to dream about your family, because these are some of the most important, I think, questions and things that we have internally with ourselves, but also to be brave and have those conversations with other people in our lives. And my guest today, Taylor Liu Nations, is not only a dynamic and incredible boss babe. She actually, in order to prepare for her journey of motherhood, she was known for her identity in creating multiple different successful businesses and very much a type A professional woman and started her first business straight out of college and going to marketing conferences and really recognizing that she had a knack with telling other people's stories and built a successful agency around that. Yet she knew that she always wanted to be a mom. And so her journey has been a little bit unique because she decided last year that in her route to prepare for the journey of motherhood, that she would actually close down one of her businesses. And I think that this episode is really important for whoever is thinking about that transition that they want to make. Maybe they want to scale back and scale down. I know another girlfriend of mine just shared that she's scaling back her business to focus on love and love after divorce. And the beauty of where we are all at is really embodying the vision of the future that you are calling in. So I'm so excited because some of the gems that you're going to get out of this episode is how to make intentional changes to create the future that you want, redefining your leadership and how to lead in your family. What are some question prompts for bringing your loved ones closer together and how to really tap into that feminine essence and take time to play, especially if you are typically type A overachieving mama bear and how to reinvent yourself at any stage of your career. 
and life. And what does it mean to be a modern woman? So much juicy in this episode here today with Taylor Lou Nations. Let's just dive in. I'm so excited because I get to welcome my girlfriend, Taylor. Hello. To the brave table. I'm excited to be here. Oh my gosh. All right. We have so much to talk about. Because you have recently pretty much shut down your business or like fully transitioned yes. to kind of prepare for motherhood and you just got married mm-hmm. and congratulations to that. Thank you. And I feel like this is a topic that hardcore like type A women, professional women, women who are, you know, in transition or kind of want that next step but are so scared to dive into like you were that one person that I thought of that you're just doing it with all grace. <laughs> I don't know about all grace, <laughs> but a lot of pizzazz. We'll use that word. So can you take us through kind of like the former life that you had before and all of the things and why you chose to kind of take a step back? Yeah, this has been a crazy journey. The past, I guess it's been almost nine years. I started my first business when I was right out of college and I was 21 years old. And I started going to all of these big marketing conferences and I was always the youngest person in the room and talking to a lot of older men and feeling like I needed to hold my own in those situations. Ended up running my social media agency for three and a half years before transitioning into business coaching. Mm -hmm. And I've been doing that up until now, about five years. And so I have been holding the identity for the past however many years of kind of boss babe, hyper-independent entrepreneur. And I started to realize, especially about a year ago, how attached I was to that identity and how that really defined so much of how I saw myself and how I saw my value in the world. And I come from a family of entrepreneurs, actually. Oh, do you? Okay. So it it was like in your blood. Runs deep, is in my blood, yes. And But what I realized is that I'd always known I wanted to be a mom. But as I started getting older, that reality started getting closer and closer. And I realized that so much of how I had set up my life was just not suitable for motherhood. It just wasn't going to work. Like, what do you mean by that? When you when you say it wasn't set up for motherhood? Working a lot, obsessed with my business. Like, mm. that was my number one priority. How would you since say, Since I was like, 21. Obsessed with your business. I mean, like, just, were you working, like, day in and day out? I wasn't working day in and day out. I pretty much never worked on weekends. Mm-hmm. I had a generally good work-life balance. But in terms of the mental space that my business took up, It was pretty much number one. And Mm. I actually had conflicts in my relationship because that was the case. Like my now husband, then partner would often be number two. Wow. Shout out to Jared. (laughs) And then Jared, you know you're number one. No, he is number one. Especially (laughs) now I really tried to um, make him feel like much more a priority. Mm. And I feel like I, I really knew how to excel in this one area. Mm-hmm. And I got tons of validation for it, especially being a young woman in business who was doing really well financially and had you know a public brand and things like that. I was just getting so much of that validation from what I was doing. Mm-hmm. 
And I just started having bit by bit a lot of realizations that is this really the life I want to lead for the next 10 years? Mm -hmm. Because I loved what I did. Mm -hmm. I loved it so much, especially coaching. It was kind of like your baby. It was my baby. Right. And it was so fulfilling. It was so rewarding. And I still love it. I still love coaching. Mm -hmm. And it just felt like the seasons were shifting. The Mm -hmm. winds of change had arrived. And it was time for me to learn some new skills. Mm -hmm. And I realized, you know, if I have kids at this point. Because you're like planning for it. Yes. And, And this is basically starting to happen because you just got married. Well, I started thinking this way and shifting perspective about a year ago. Mm. And I got married about six months ago. So I think that certainly influenced it. And I started having these realizations that I didn't know how to cook. Like, barely (laughs) knew how to cook. Wait, what do you mean? Barely knew how to cook. Seriously. Like, I could kind of throw something really easy together. Okay. But in terms of like feeling competent and confident in the kitchen, not so much. Mm. And so it was things like Jared's an amazing cook. (laughs) (laughs) And I actually have always had boyfriends who are amazing cooks. So I just like never thought about it. Thought about it. And I was so like mission driven and passionate about what I was doing. But we got to the point where we outsourced a lot of our household tasks as well. Mm-hmm. Cause we're both entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. So, but I got this, this sense and this feeling of, I don't want to be a mom who doesn't know how to cook, who hates cleaning, who's not very organized or clean. And there's just something that started to shift within me of, I don't think this is who I want to be in the next 10 years. And these are hard skills that I need to learn in order to be the mom that I want to be, the wife that I want to be, the friend, the family member that I want to be. And it was definitely a, as one of my mentors says, humility soup. It was Mm -hmm. some humility soup that I had to eat. Well, and this humility soup, I feel like for a lot of us, we're so busy that we don't even get the attunement or the personal reflection time to even think what we want or what we call Mm -hmm. in for the next 10 years. Mm -hmm. It almost sounded like you were future mapping in a different way for what your future wanted to look like. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't going to be in alignment with where you were already. Is that right? Yeah. I think uh, I was working with a business mentor at the time when some of this started coming up. And I had this vision and a meditation of me and this kind of like homesteading dress with my four kids frolicking in a field. Because you know you want to have four. Yes. You want to have a big family. Okay. We want a lot of kids. That's why I need to know how to cook. <laughs> so, I mean, it's so good because a lot of times we don't think that we know how many children we want to have. Mm-hmm. And for you to be so intentional and so thoughtful in, I do want to have a big family. And I feel like Jared, your, your husband has also, also shared does. that he wants to have a big family. Yeah. And that could change. We could have one and be like, no, that's enough. One is good. But right now, but you right have now, this vision. We, I have a vision. I want a squad. You I want, want like a full squad. <laughs> okay. I want this crew where it's like the four of them are going to school or whatever they're doing. And they just like have this squad. The squad. Okay. And squad I just pack. love this idea of this. <laughs> oh, so you yes. had a coach. You had a mentor. I had a you coach. Were, 
basically piggybacking ideas off of. Yes. And it was a lot to do at the time with business, how I was going to grow and scale my business to the next level. Got it. And then in a meditation, this vision came through and I was like, that feels energetically so much softer and more nurturing and open than I think I had allowed myself to be ever. Mm. And because you had the vision of the four kids. Yes. Because mm-hmm. that vision came through, it made me feel the contrast of like my current life. I wake up, I'm highly structured, I get to work, I'm on Zoom calls all the time, and I poured so much of myself and my energy into my clients. Those are my kids in some ways, you know, in terms of the nurturing and the care that I put into those relationships. Mm-hmm. And I realized I have a lot of love to give. Mm -hmm. And I think there was this feminine essence within me that was just starving to really be seen and expressed. And the irony is that I felt like I was already doing that. And in a lot of ways, I think I am a naturally more feminine person in terms of kind of my free-spiritedness and my... Your adventure side. My adventure side. Mm -hmm. And also, like, I love connecting with people deeply and having deep relationships and all of that. But there was this whole other level that just wasn't able to fully come online when so much of my time and energy was spent in the masculine. Mm -hmm. Mm. So that, yeah, I can speak more to the transition and kind of where I'm at now, but. Right. So if that was the spark, which was Mm -hmm. a year ago, and then when did you say, you know what, I'm going to do it. I'm just going to shut my business down. I mean, a lot of us, even myself going through having my first kid and going through, you know, even the transitions that I had in career, nothing was as crazy as like transitioning into motherhood Mm -hmm. and like the identity piece of, Mm -hmm. Whoa, I was known as, you know, X, Y, and Z before, and now with my baby, it's like I didn't prepare for that transition. Mm-hmm. Where I feel like with you, you are taking that time to prepare for that transition mentally mm-hmm. in the things that you're doing. And I just want to talk to that. If you can talk to us about the pre prep before yes. you're even calling in a child. Well, it's so funny because I just laugh at myself sometimes. I'm like, you're such an overachiever. You are. Like, you're literally <laughs> spending a year plus just preparing to get pregnant. And part of it is that's the way that I like to live my life. Like, I love the intentionality. I love the, like, gamification of it in some ways. But I think it was really helpful for me to see, have so many really good friends who have already become mothers Mm -hmm. and seeing firsthand, wow, this is a drastic identity shift, lifestyle shift. Ah, so you were already paying attention to it. I was tracking this in, Mm -hmm. um, with a lot of my good friends. And I realized that for me, especially as someone who is hyper independent that is going to be a really tough pill to swallow. Like, it's not, I can't just be the one month in. No, no. <laughs> like, like me. <laughs> I need some serious time to prepare for this. And, mm-hmm. you know, luckily I'm in a position where that's possible and that's accessible. And that's certainly not the case for everyone. But I realized that I wanted to take some time before even getting pregnant Wow. to... One, cultivate more of this this feminine essence. And also, two, to just have so much fun, knock everything off my bucket list. 
I'm going to travel in Ireland for eight days completely by myself in the next couple weeks. Um, I have been teaching myself to cook. I've been baking. I've been baking cakes and pies and all sorts of things. From scratch or like the box? From scratch. Completely from scratch. You're doing the scratch thing? Mm -hmm. Well, Martha's doing it. Yeah, and I, Jared always laughs at me. He's like, (laughs) why don't you just like take it? Like step one, step two, maybe like a plain chocolate cake. And I'm like three layer lemon raspberry with this like complicated icing. That's just how I like to roll. And not only that, but I also have been majorly thinking about this concept of reinventing leadership. Mm -hmm. And now that I'm not going to be a leader in the online space, a leader in my business with clients, where does my leadership want to go from there? Because one, it's going to be being the mother and the matriarch of my little family. Yeah. But also too, how can I start that transition and also start really understanding the value of being a leader in areas that aren't necessarily glorified in our more masculine society in the U.S. Mm -hmm. Because I'd heard from a lot of my friends who had gone before me that this was a big transition for them. Huge. And so... And it's the transition that a lot of us, if we're not in tune, like you are, like I feel like you are so in tune and you had a lot of support structure, you know, your coach kind of planted a seed within Mm -hmm. you. And I want people who are listening to get this that support system for you really opened you up to what you probably didn't even want to see thinking oh, yeah. up five years from now, 10 years from now. And you're like, Ooh, that doesn't feel good. Cause I do want to be a mom. Totally. And I feel like for a lot of us women who, yes, there's the argument, well, we could do it all, which we can. But I think for people who started, like you started right after college, you built mm-hmm. your business. So you didn't really give yourself that time or that luxury to play or mm-hmm. to even be feminine. Get lost is what I'm calling it right now. You're getting lost? I'm like, I'm just getting lost in the sauce. And I am just kind of doing things that bring me joy and that have no logical or productive reason behind why I'm doing it. Mm. And I think that's part of the feminine too. I think that's part of the beauty of the feminine is I think the... Divine feminine isn't afraid to get lost in her creativity and her passions and her expression. And I think I had always been so calculated in the moves that I was making because in a lot of ways in business, you have to be that way. You needed that spreadsheet mentality. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. More structure, more in that masculine way of being. And so that's been a huge intention for me is getting lost, reinventing leadership, And And what do you mean by reinventing leadership? So, like I said, now that I'm not going to be a leader in these more, like, traditional outward senses, where and how do I now step up as a leader? So, one place I've been doing this is in my current family. So, with my side of the family and also Jared's side of the family, I've really tried to step up as a leader in family healing Mm. because that's a big part that I've learned throughout the years, healing myself, facilitating healing, um, and personal growth and discovery. I'm so passionate about those things. Mm -hmm. And now... And taking your family with you on the journey. And taking my family with me in a way that is coming from a place of... (laughs) Sometimes you can't take them all. (laughs) You can't take them all, but also, like, it's required major 
more feminine shifts within me in order to be that kind of leader in that sort of scenario. Because with my clients who are paying me to lead them, right? right. It's a clear transaction there. Right. They're paying you to give them guidance, the secret sauce, the yes, yes the no, the do it right now, don't do this, right. all of that. And there's established roles in that. Mm-hmm. Now, when I was approaching my family who is... They've known me since I was a child, right? And they've known me in many different chapters of life. And there's a lot of layers and so there. There's a lot of layers. There's a lot of dynamics. So their respect for me as a leader in the family wasn't there Probably fully. There. Yeah. No. I mean, they saw me as kind of like a selfish, kind of out there, wild child. Crazy girl. A crazy girl. Like, that was the dynamic that I had played in my family. And also very much a child. You know, mm-hmm. like, my parents were firmly matriarch, patriarch, and then I'm still just, like, child in that that larger dynamic. So... I asked myself, okay, if I want to be the leader of my family, which is going to be my four kids, then how can I start practicing that with my own family unit? Mm -hmm. And so I had to start learning how to approach that from a much different angle than I would with clients. That's hard. Right? Right. So it required a lot of shifting into understanding how to approach that with more humility, with more encouragement, with more softness and curiosity, mm-hmm. and leading through example f- for sure, but also from this sense of like, I want to align us all to getting closer together. Wow. And knowing that that's what everyone wants at their core. Everybody in your family Everyone wants Everyone in my family wants core. that, yes. Mm-hmm. And there's stories and things that get in the way of that. But when I think of reinventing leadership, for me, it's been, how do I show up as a leader in my family in a way that's actually effective mm-hmm. and also not draining for me? <laughs> yes, and when I approach it from this sense of like force and need and Very why can't they understand mm-hmm. what I'm saying then it's not received well. Mm-hmm. And so I've, I've tried a lot of different strategies. And one thing that maybe your listeners can take away if this is resonating is I have set up monthly family Zoom calls. Oh, that's good. And really it's a good. larger gathering as well. I think there's like eight, oh, wow. eight people on that call. And on these calls, I come up with two to three prompts. Okay, because you I love those have, prompts. I love me you some love connective prompts. <laughs> okay, authentic so, relating. Let's yes. go. And it's and I had to like really scale back my mm-hmm. expectation and knowing that like my family's not used to sitting around answering prompts. Like that's right. like a normal Tuesday for me and my husband and my friends. Like that's so normal. And for them, that is a little bit strange. Mm-hmm. And just honoring that that is valid mm-hmm. and testing the waters with questions. I was like, I think I started out with, what are you excited about right now? What oh, are you wow. excited about okay, so this easy. month and for this year? That's easy. That's, it was easy. That's easy. Right. So it was like, okay. And, and, and Brave Table Fam, you can actually use this as prompts for even your friend circle and yes. maybe even family circle because these are easy questions that, because what you're wanting to do is really connect mm-hmm. with the family, help them get closer. Because otherwise, 
we go into these pattern dynamics of like when we're 10 and 15 or whatever. Yes. Really fast. (laughs) Three years old. Yes. Who's going to take the remote control or, you know, the TV, et cetera. Yes. Right. So then when it was time, I was like feeling that we could go a little bit deeper. Mm-hmm. I asked two questions. What are you proud of mm. in your life right now? And what is something that feels challenging right now? Oh, that's good. And then from there, I've started to establish more of, what's the word? Trust. Mm-hmm. It's trust Yeah. with my family to the point that now I feel the dynamic shifting and that they trust me, trust me in these realms mm. of kind of bringing our family closer together. And so when I'm speaking to reinventing leadership, I've taken on this role of being the leader and bringing our family closer together. Wow. And and that to me feels like such a meaningful and rewarding role, even though I'm not being paid for it. Right. And that's a huge shift. And I think that I'm not the only one who that's potentially a massive shift for, especially Mm -hmm. people who, women who are in business and maybe choosing not to do it all. Mm-hmm. I really am focusing on how do I still add value to the world and contribute in a meaningful way mm-hmm. that is going to fill me up and not receive a monetary exchange for that. Mm-hmm. And still kind of just like adding like droplets and creating ripple effects Yeah, in smaller spaces. And I think that's so beautiful because you know, dealing with family can be hard. It's Mm. kind of like, okay, I'm going to wash my hands of it. I only have to see them twice a year, you know, Thanksgiving, Mm -hmm. Christmas or whatever the things are, or some people listening might be kind of like, okay, well I can't even, cause they're not even open to Mm -hmm. it. And so it seems like this whole venture of yours in getting lost, you're actually finding and discovering different ways of who you're meant to be in this Mm -hmm. next chapter. Yeah. And I think a lot of it is, it's the same, right? In many ways, it's the same, same interests, same strengths. Mm -hmm. And what I used to teach on is finding your it factor and using your it factor to grow and scale your business. Mm -hmm. And what's funny is that my it factor is still so applicable to kind of this new season of reinvention. And I'm discovering it's a lot of the same, but the way that I'm navigating it is just so much more, feels like just like an exhale. Like I just feel so like soft and Mm. present, Mm. hyper present with my life Mm. and just so grateful every day and enjoying the small moments. And I think you can do that no matter what you're doing, if you're mm-hmm. working a nine to five, if you have your own business, if you're a mom, if you're doing all three, I've had clients who have literally done all three at once. Right. And I don't think it really matters the, the setup of that per se, but it's the energy shift that has been so nourishing for me and the mm-hmm. way that I'm approaching my life in a new way. Mm-hmm. And for me, I had to really unwind the story of what does it mean to be a modern woman? Oof. And yeah, can, can we can we go into that? Let's just double click on that yeah, for a that's second a big there because that's the modern woman. So what's the old version of a woman, I guess, in in your mind. When I think of kind of traditional, outdated version of woman, it's like 50s housewife. Mm. 
and not a lot of autonomy or personal power, very established uh, roles in the family and in society and life. And if just you taking care of the kids, just cooking care food, of the kids. cleaning. Yes. That's it. Yes. Making the husband happy. And looking nice. And looking pretty. And yeah. making sure that the image of the family right. is going to reflect well on the man. It's that show that was like really Mad big. Men. Mad Men mm-hmm. and also Marvelous. Uh, Mrs. Maisel. Mrs. Maisel. Yes. yes. I love that oh, show. Oh, the Jewish show. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. Oh, gosh. It was one of my favorites. <laughs> so good. So good. And then she broke out into being this mm-hmm. comedian. And then that's where her marriage kind of broke up because he was like, wait, you're not. So it's everything. And I I think for me, I was so judgmental of that version of woman. Mm. The cooking, the cleaning, the taking care of the kids and like that being the main thing that you do. Mm -hmm. And I just had so many stories around like why that's not enough why that is like the patriarchy's oppression of women and very much that like feisty, strong, opinionated young woman inside of me. It was just like, oh, hell no. Is that going to be my future? Right. I have so much more to give. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. what I've started realizing is that this sense of hyper-independence is still just as much a trauma response as um, it is a freedom maker. Mm. So what I mean by that is I think a lot of where I was coming from, even though I'd convinced myself it wasn't, was this need to prove that I am a woman who can do it all in modern society. I'm going to have a family, but I'm also going to have a really successful business. And I'm also going to have hobbies and side projects and amazing friendships and amazing marriage and, and really great relationships with my family. And I think that can be true. Sounds tiring. I think it can be true. And I think everyone has a different dharma and a different path Mm -hmm. that they're meant to follow. I Mm -hmm. truly do. And I also think there's seasons, and we've talked about this Mm -hmm. before. I could totally see myself starting a whole new business in my 40s and 50s. Totally. And just like loving that Mm -hmm. and being ready for that. But Mm -hmm. this sense of this story of modern woman does it all really wasn't serving me. Right. That's big. Hello there, loves. I just wanted to take a quick moment here. As you've all heard me talk about navigating intense, tough, and sometimes just sucky human moments before. Now, as the queen of grit and resilience, there are those situations in life that just remind us that despite our best efforts, that life has its own plan sometimes. And honestly, we're just human at the end of the day. Nope, we can't control it all. And if you feel like you're always trying to, I see you, love. As a recovering type A perfectionist, I too was once needing to feel certain and in control about just about everything because honestly, everything around me was just falling apart. And the thought of any uncertainty would literally heighten my anxiety levels. So I totally get it if you're the type who feels the need to have a handle on everything, but it's just not possible. So what do you do? What I've discovered is that although you can't control what life tosses your way, you can control how you bounce back from the suck. So to help you out, I put together a super fun quiz that will help you find out your audacious, resilient archetype is. 
How resilient are you? So it only takes 90 seconds to complete and it'll tell you so much about how you bounce back from those sucky moments, plus give you some tools that you need to help strengthen your bounce factor so that you can not only handle the stress, the overwhelm, and honestly, just about anything that comes your way. So check it out. See how high your bounce factor is at bouncefactorquiz.com. Go ahead there to take my free quiz today, bouncefactorquiz.com. Get your results and the resources that you need to level up. And now let's get back to more juicy goodness in this episode. I feel like, you know, to give permission to so many women who think that they're so triggered by that old story Mm -hmm. of, you know, maybe the mothers that they grew up with, that they Mm -hmm. had to keep it all prim and proper perfect together. And now it's kind of like, well, what does the modern woman look like for Mm -hmm. you? And I think for me, it's like when I think of the 50s housewife, it wasn't what she was doing or spending her time on that made it feel so constricting. Mm -hmm. It was that she wasn't really encouraged or allowed to do anything else. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right? And so I feel this freedom as a modern woman that I can pretty much do whatever I want with my life. Mm -hmm. I could be a single woman and traveling the world and having like the time of my life. And I have been that in different seasons. I could be the badass businesswoman and that's like my baby. I could do that. I have done that. Um, there's so many different things I could do as a modern woman. And so now it feels like from such an empowered place to say, I want to be taking care of my kids and my husband. I want to be like this homemaker and make our home beautiful and inviting Mm -hmm. and focusing on community and family and being a leader in those, in those realms. Mm -hmm. And so as a modern woman, I'm choosing that. Mm-hmm. And I know I always have so many side projects because that's, and <laughs> because that's who I am. And I don't need to run a business or do certain things because that's what a modern woman does. Right. Because it's not just a title or it's not just an identity anymore. This is you coming from an empowered place, right. choosing the things that you want to play with, right. choosing to get lost mm-hmm. and choosing to discover and reinvent. And I think that for everybody listening... How can you tap into areas in your own life where you can reinvent and play and get lost and heal some of the triggers that in the past stories that we have about Mm -hmm. things that we think that, oh no, that's not for me. Oh no, that's not what I want to do. And I feel like Mm -hmm. you're just such a great, beautiful example because if you look at Taylor's like Instagram, it used to be all like business stuff (laughs) and all of these things. And now it's like... (laughs) transitioning. (laughs) I've mostly been off of social media, which has been really nice. Which is amazing. But this last post of you, like, I'm going to try golfing. I'm going to, I'm like, who is this woman right now? I'm going to go and like create this incredible festival for three days and think of prompts for everybody. And just, it's just you being so vibrant. And so, you know, as we segue into this next kind of transition here, For anybody that's listening who you're giving voice and agency and permission to live a sort of different kind of life, like you're giving them permission to say no to that structure. And maybe they Mm -hmm. are calling in a family or they're calling in this like less masculine side of themselves to rediscover or tap into 
their own version of this modern mm-hmm. woman. What do you think are some maybe initial steps or kind of initial prompts you would give them to discover what joy or what is that for themselves that they can take on right now? Mm-hmm. Well, the first thing that comes up is definitely asking the question, what does a modern woman look like to me? Mm. And just really excavating those stories. Because once I did that, the next step from there is I'm going to start doing some of these things that I was so triggered by like previously. Yes. Okay. Staying at home, cleaning the house. Wearing an apron, like <laughs> oh cleaning gosh. the house, like doing all of these things that I had stories around previously that that is less than. Mm. That is not as valuable as having a 100K launch. Mm. Right, right. So that's mm. the first thing, honestly, oh, is, is is really just double-clicking mm-hmm. on those stories around the feminine mm. and then doing things that push your edge in that realm. One other thing that I did is I went to Peru for two weeks on a very kind of feminine journey of just like being with nature and meditating and singing kirtan for four hours and just getting lost. Getting lost. For two weeks. And not having an agenda. And not having an agenda. And one of the main benefits from that is I was able to really clearly hear my own voice. Mm. Like cutting out all the noise Mm. and just being in the most beautiful nature, I think, on the planet. And just being deep in prayer and meditation and contemplation, I was able to just meet myself in a whole different way. And to answer a much previous question, that was when, this was in March, that was actually when I decided to shut down my business Mm. earlier than expected. Wow. Wow. And when you say that, because, you know, a lot of folks listening are that type A, are that planner, <laughs> and they're constantly planning. And even to not even plan an outcome when you do go and go explore mm-hmm. and go travel and go to a meditation retreat, and we have all of these agendas that we would want out of that full experience mm-hmm. to get the full experience mm-hmm. of being at one of these transformational events. And you're saying to just go. And to get lost fully. Oh, yeah. Not to have a plan, not to have an agenda, and to really be in that feminine kind of Mm -hmm. way. Yeah, I definitely didn't know what was going to come up. You know, Mm -hmm. I I went with an open heart and open mind, and so much came from that intention, I feel. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's one thing, is just really, what does it mean to be a modern woman? And then going out and just double-clicking on all the assumptions and stories you have around that identity. Mm. And something else is is really following curiosity. I have a lot of different interests. I love history. I love economics. I love Irish chanting. I love drumming. I love dancing. I love um, just so many different things. And so for the past, I guess about six months now, I've really been allowing myself to spend long periods of time doing that. Mm -hmm. And 
depending on your schedule, you may not have four hours on a Tuesday for Irish war chanting, but you may have those four hours on a Sunday or a Saturday or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And so I think it is possible for many people who don't give themselves permission. It's not possible for everyone, but for a lot of people, they just don't give themselves permission to get lost in something that's not on your to-do list or something that you don't deem as productive. So true. It's like I gave myself permission and it was like random, this random thing. It got into my inbox. I was talking to a dear friend of mine and she's like, yeah, I'm going to be, you know, speaking at this pole dancing, like the S factor retreat. Mm. Do you want to come? And I'm just like pole dancing, like sensuality, feminine movement. Oh my God. This has been like in my head for the longest time, but I'm like, oh, it's not time yet. Oh, the kids are small. Oh my gosh. Mm. There's so much to do. Oh my gosh. There's, and it was like this tiny little window of like Friday to Sunday. I mean, there was a little bit more than that, but it was like, can I say yes to this? Because deeply in my heart, I'm like, I've always wanted to get back into like my body Mm. and just try it. But then it's like, oh no, it's not the right time or it's not. And then I had to come to myself and say, it's never the right time. Oh yeah. There's always going to be that excuse, right? And the Mm to-dos. And for me, I'm like, all right, I'm saying yes. I don't even know. And it was the most amazing thing ever. That's why I asked Mm. you, I'm like, can we just find a pole dancing studio? I'm (laughs) such a yes. And it's the sense of getting lost and also just questioning what is actually accessible and attainable for you mm. that you just haven't allowed yourself to explore? Mm. So an example of this is, you know, I started feeling this call about a year ago. And immediately my thought is, oh, I can't not bring in income. Mm-hmm. Like our lifestyle is going to have to shift and I'm not willing to do that. Right. And Now looking back, our financial situation is such that I could have quit right then and we would have been fine off of my husband's um, business. We would have been completely fine. I could have done that two years ago. But you had a story around it. But I had a story around, no, I need to work. I need to provide. I need to provide for myself. Mm -hmm. And what happens if, you know, I lose my income and then I won't be able to live in the way that I do. Mm-hmm. So that's another piece of encouragement is I think there's often these stories of, I can't take four hours for right. that, right. or I can't quit my job and transition into something else or whatever it is that's preventing you from getting lost or exploring your feminine mm-hmm. or exploring your creative pursuits and passions and projects. Some of them are very legitimate. Mm-hmm. Some stories for many women are very legitimate. Yeah. They can't take four hours on a Monday right. to go to a pole dancing class. Right. And some stories are just made up. They're a story. And so that was something I got really ruthless with myself about as well as like this story of like, well, I can't do that or I can't be that or I can't take that time. And my family, let me tell you, was a big one. Mm. And for anyone who's feeling like, that is not accessible or attainable to start bringing my family together and being a leader in my family because they're not open. They're going to judge me. They're going to judge me, whatever. Love my family so much. (laughs) And they were not open Mm -hmm. to this. Mm -hmm. I did not think that anything, the way that we're connecting now 
mm-hmm. and the family healing that's occurred, if you had asked me even six months ago, I would say, hell no. Wow. There is not a chance that this is attainable. Mm-hmm. And so I just started getting really ruthless and fearless, I think mm-hmm. is another word that comes to mind, which is appropriate at the brave table. Yeah. I got really brave and just Mm -hmm. said, like, I don't know for sure that it's true that my family can't handle this. And to be willing to be uncomfortable, but also peek beneath the layer. Like, what's behind all of that? Yes. And it's almost even just to have a brave conversation with them and not being afraid. Because, you know, when it's coming from a place of love, Mm -hmm. it's coming from a place of love. And nobody can challenge you on that because it's coming from a place of love. And wow, I mean, Brave Table fam, I feel like this, hopefully this gives you inspiration to bring this back to your own homes. And as we segue into our final two questions, Mm -hmm. what does it mean to be brave? What does it mean to be brave? First thing I think of is being able to wake up in the morning and look at myself in the mirror and look in my eyes and just know that I'm not leaving anything on the table of life and that I am as much as possible going to have no regrets Mm -hmm. at the end of this life because every place I've been led to and called to, I was brave enough to take a chance, take a risk. And so being brave to me means being able to look at myself in the eye and be like, you're doing it. Mm. I felt that. And one word that describes the season of life. Mm, Juicy. 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 Bring on more juicy. (laughs) It's so juicy. Uh, Okay, we'll put everywhere where we can find Taylor, talk to Taylor, and just see her journey all on the Mm. IG because you inspire so many. Mm. Thank Thank you so much for sitting with me. Thanks for having me. This was so fun. So amazing. Until next time on The Brave Table. Welcome back to the other side. Uh, Isn't she such a gem? I always love just hearing all of the wisdom coming from her. And I'm sure you have fallen in love with her just the way that I did. And if you did, if you want to follow all of her recipes and more, you can go ahead and check her out at Taylor Lou Nations on Instagram. That's T-A-Y-L-O-R-L-O-U-N-A-T-I-O-N-S. And if you are looking for more juiciness, to really dive into recreating yourself, check out episode number 61, Cultivating Acceptance, Letting Go of Your Desires and Recreating Yourself with Dorota Stanchek. That was one of our favorites here. And another one on how to be brave in creating deep friendships and meaningful support circles with myself. That's episode number 70. And if you are looking for more juice on helping you with the transitions of motherhood and learning all of the things that go along with episode 52, 40 Lessons Learned Turning 40. That's right. I turned 40 this year and I talk all about it and all of the things I've learned as I've journeyed into the realm of motherhood. I'm so glad that you are tuning in. Thank you so much for investing your time with us and sitting with us today at the Brave Table. I hope you got so much value out of this. And I hope this episode really adds so much value into your life. If this is helpful for anybody in your family, go ahead and share this. We love, love, love you to share this with the people in your lives to give them more value. 
And if you haven't heard, we are doing a giveaway. If this is your first time here, we are doing a giveaway for the month of September. So we are on the road to a thousand reviews, which means that we are rewarding you for making us grow and inviting us to your home and to your family and to your communities. And we are so appreciative. Every review counts and it helps our community grow. So how do you do it? Well, you can go to thebravetable.com backslash giveaway. And when you enter your five-star review, you get to win your chance at a brand new Apple iPad, as well as perhaps a $150 gift certificate to your spa pampering of your choice. So many amazing juiciness. I know we're going big this month. So thank you so much in advance. I so honor you. I see all of you and thank you for your commitment to be just a little bit more brave. I will see you next time.